Big Steve, Troy's over here yawning. I don't think he's in the mood for any party rocking. <laughs> well, then we just need to turn it up louder, you know? Just... You gotta Wake get it up, in Troy. It's time Come to on. party. Turn that down. What's that louder? He's taking, the, he's taking the end of the broom and knocking it on the roof. Okay, the, it, that's the got ceiling. the same energy of, Hey, you kids, get off my lawn! I'll tell you Sounds what. just like Troy. I'll tell you what. You just wait until I start hitting the vacation days there, Mr. Uh, fill-in mornings. Well, I already <laughs> told you which day I'm not available, and that's my birthday, man. Yeah, I know. When's your birthday? September 1st. Problem is, is Weird Al's at uh, TPAC the night before, and I've not seen Weird Al yet. Oh, you're going to go see Weird Al, huh? couple friends of mine have the VIP passes, but we're just going to do straight tickets. I mean, I'm sure you're actually a pretty cool guy to meet. Now, I was going to ask you, uh, fireworks stands are now starting to sell. Yes. The fireworks. Yes. Have you heard any yet in your uh, neighborhood? Uh, no, have not. I was wondering how that works with like an apartment complex. Like, are you allowed inside the complex to shoot off fireworks after a certain time? Or, you know, no. is there yeah. a curfew most, for that? Most complexes completely just outlaw it. Pretty or you, much. I probably don't even think about it. Well, we can't have uh, we can't have charcoal grills. Right. And some even yeah. not like the one I live at, not even gas grills, like no grills mm-hmm. in general. Well, mm-hmm. that would just be terrible. Well, not necessarily. We go over to the in-laws, and they have a nice charcoal grill. There not everybody go. has an in-law within, you know... That they like also. A 15-minute drive. I mean, most people say that they don't like their in-laws. I love my in-laws. I, They're amazing. I, I mean, in my case, in-laws, well, we're going to be doing a lot this weekend hey, yeah, uh, with, the, with the grill there. So. Anything with Wamigo? You going uh, to try the Wamigo show? No, I don't know yet. Boomtown? We, we haven't decided. We're... We're going to be in Seneca uh, for the second and third, so fourth is still an open possibility. I mean, it's a big enough fireworks show that they have basically renamed Wamigo Boomtown, Boomtown and yeah. the football team has Boomtown on their jerseys, and now they just need to put it in the end zone. So we'll see how things go over the course of the weekend. Oh, oh, I, I just reminded myself. I was going to tell a story. So it's a real quick story. As a matter of fact, I saw it today. Just something... Totally bizarre. I witnessed uh, before I, I drove into work, and it's. I wanted to ask if it's trash or not, which it totally is. I don't. That's it's a rhetorical question. But have you ever seen somebody driving down the street, their driver door half open, foot sticking out? It's barefoot. One hand is holding a Route Forty Four Sonic cup, and the other hand, while gra- gripping the steering wheel, has a cigarette. <laughs> because so that's how what did they I get witnessed. their license? That's how that's what I witnessed at about ten thirty this morning. Oh, at ten in the morning. Starting with the Route 44 cup at ten in the morning. That that's one of those things I, I thought about like taking my phone out and filming it, but I just had to watch. It was so weird. That that kind of screams. I was like, what are we doing? It it wasn't hot out yet or anything right, like that. I don't right. even think it's like a hot day today, is no. it? No. I haven't been outside since then. It's just up about till eighty, that's it. Yeah. And it's been cloudy almost all day. Like, like that's my question is like, the, is the AC out? Is that why you have your door half open? But you can't, you still can't drive that way anyway. But they look so comfortable. I mean, the left foot was literally hanging out the door, <laughs> just dangling <laughs> along. <laughs> like that, that's some kind of stuff you normally see like late at night. 1030 in the morning is just bizarre to me. I didn't tell you about the other day seeing the gentleman in front of me purchase beer at the 
store in front of me. He's in line in front of me. I don't uh-huh. think anything of it. Right. Got his cane, picks, picks up his 12-pack, turns, goes to make his way out the door as I'm taking care of paying for mine. I walk out the door, and I'm greeted by the sight of him on a lawnmower. <laughs> That's an economy move right there. No, that's a Playing he got busted for DUI and thinks well, that's the way around it. You still can't drive a lawnmower no, I know, on the streets. Some people think that's the way around it because it's motorized. They think right. they can get away with it. I mean, I think it's rather clear. They make it rather clear. Like you're not supposed to drive like those kind of things on the streets. If you have a car, you got to have the breathalyzer thing in there. Mm-hmm. The rules are well stipulated. Mm-hmm. That, at that doesn't point. mean people follow them though. Well, true. <laughs> but <laughs> driving a lawnmower around town isn't exactly uncommon around here. It's just uncommon to see it in Manhattan. Yeah, within the city limits. Coming into a gas yeah. station. Yeah, on Tuttle Creek Boulevard. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you, the average speed limit's like 50 plus. Now, if you live in a town like where my parents live in, where I used to live, Morganville, it is very common. Not just a, um, not a lawnmower, not just a lawnmower, a horse yeah. is a common transportation. Golf cart is a is a huge one, mm-hmm. but also motorized scooters. As in, not like mopeds, I'm talking to like maybe something you'll see in a grocery store. Right. Those are also forms of transportation. I mean, you got to get it? there. It, it's just entertaining to, to Thank you. Think, think through. All right. Was there, I, th- I want to say there was something else. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about... Um, the weird, um, and I saw the graphic here on Twitter not too long ago of the weird um, sports that you can win national championships in at colleges that are not NCAA sports, like K State, meet judging mm-hmm. is one. But have you ever heard of broomball? No. So Nebraska is the national championship winner in broomball, which, by the way, also uh, disc golf went to Missouri. I felt like. You know, that's also Cornhole. Cornhole was won by, uh, that's a national championship game that can be won. And it was won by Texas A&M. I feel like those are two sports that K-State should uh, definitely have a, you know, you know, let's start working on putting some teams together and going after those titles, huh? It, it's not just an attempt by the SEC to claim more titles. No, I feel like this is us tr- just kind of dropping the ball. We need to go after these titles. Like, <laughs> I feel like we've been groomed to win these kind of sports around here. Am I Am I wrong? Disc golf is uh, was is, it was pretty popular around here. I think it still is kinda, but I mean, how often do you go by a tailgate and see cornhole? It's all over the place. Right. We should be groomed for these kind of sports. But broomball is ba- it's played on ice, and you're not in skates. You're in your regular tennis shoes, and you have this. It's a, there's a specific stick made for this game. So essentially, you're you're curling on. Kind of combo no, curling. It's like and it's it's like hockey. Curling and hockey combo. It's a lot like hockey, but it's an actual ball and it looks like it's like a bouncy ball. And you have a stick that has like a short broom formation at the bottom, but it looks like plastic. And it's a, it's very similar to hockey, but you're not on skates, you're in your shoes. Oh boy. And Nebraska is the best in the country at that sport. That is a, actually a sport I'd love to try out. Because I would think you'd be slipping and falling over the place, but the whole sport is played without skates. Interesting. All right. Anyway, let's move on. I just trying to even think where they could be playing it at. Dylan Edwards back on Thursday committed to K State. His dad, Leon Edwards, who played for the Cats as a running back, was excited. We ready to work, man. 
anybody want to play some real football, come to K-State. Well, that's how the press conference wrapped up, and I love that intensity. I love that attitude. I love the excitement. Dylan Edwards, though, at one point in the press conference, had a message to other recruits in Kansas. Avery Johnson, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm going to get Avery. Um, hopefully we can flip a couple. You know, we, we saw a couple of Kansas kids commit to other places or in the Missouri area, and that don't matter to me. I want to play with my friends, and we're going to have a, the best recruiting class Kansas State has ever had. Well, guess what Dylan Edwards did over the weekend? He was starting to shout out some of those folks. The sales job is underway. Calvin Clements, who is a three-star offensive tackle from Lawrence Free State, he's number eight in the state of Kansas, got a tweet from Dylan Edwards saying, Clements to MHK. Now, Jalen Doss is probably a name most around here haven't heard of. He's from Peculiar, Missouri. He's a three-star wide receiver, and he committed earlier this month to Nebraska. But he and Edwards have already a strong relationship. They've played a lot of seven-on-seven football together. Um, They talk a lot, according to uh, Derek Young from K-State Online. And he commented on Avery Johnson because Avery and Dylan were on an Instagram Live video together. What's good, Joe? Shouting out Joe Otting, who's already committed to Notre Dame. And he's ranked in the state of Kansas, one of the top players in the state. Samuels, MHK, K-State fans show love. Well, Samuels, same as a defensive end from Derby, who's mm-hmm. a three-star, ranked 13th in the state of Kansas for the class of 2023, who has offers from KU, Iowa State, Nebraska. Another quote here, smile if you're going to be a Wildcat. Well, that followed <laughs> up with a picture of Josh Manning, who is a four-star wide receiver from Lee Summit, Missouri, who just visited a few weeks ago. Now, I'm not saying that these tweets are going to get the job done. They're going to see these tweets, and all of a sudden they're just going to flip their commitment, so all of a sudden just 100% consider K-State to be their next home. It's just fun to see that all take place. And where the real job would be done, like if if Dylan Edwards is like really taking this seriously, wants to be a recruiter for the Cats, trying to make 2023 – you know the best class possible. There has to be certainly you know some sort of personal relationship between these players. Uh, I think that'd be a huge part of that to take place. But I think all in all, like this has made just seeing this interaction between Dylan Edwards or other high school players for the class of 2023, or it's been uh, Marquise Noel reaching out to K State fans trying to figure out, hey, I want to take Andre Davis. Or, or Antoine Davis, rather, out on the town. Where should we mm-hmm. go? Where should we all hang out? Mm-hmm. K-State fans, let's meet up and show them a good time. Or former K-State players, Byron Pringle, Michael Bishop, Darren Sproles, among others, reaching out to recruits and saying, hey, come to K-State, stay home. We have never seen this kind of interaction before, or at least I don't think I have. And you know what? How about this? A Finally, a positive we can find from social media. And it's been one of best K-State's best tools this year, the social media game. I love that reaching out to other guys. I mean, Dylan Edwards wants to be the best at K-State. He believes in himself. He wants to be his own kind of player. But just reaching out and trying to get other guys to come, he wants to be a winner as well. And this is a time and age where it feels like 
individuals are focused on themselves. They want the best for themselves. And I'm making reference to the transfer portal because we're seeing so many guys transfer. It feels like a selfish move. Oh, you're abandoning your team. You agreed to come to this place. Why don't you stick around, work it out? That's a lot of echo when it comes to reaction to those that jump into the transfer portal. But now we, it feels like if you have that reaction, you, you can't help but look at what's happening on social media, seeing this reaction from former players with hopefully will be some new players or young people to young people doing the recruiting. That to me is very positive, and that to me is, is what has made 2023 so fun. It's not just all these Kansas kids deciding to stay home. It's Kansas kids talking to other Kansas kids or Kansas kids talking to those in Missouri or Nebraska, Oklahoma, or wherever, trying to talk them into, hey, I'm going to K-State. This is the place to be for 2023. All of a sudden, they've been a cat. They've been committed for four days, and they're doing a ton of recruiting out there for the cats trying to do what they can to build mm-hmm. the best recruiting class they possibly can. To me, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before. And who knows, like, will that happen for 2024? I don't know. But I think it's also generating a thought of, God, all these Kansas kids are talking to each other. They seem like they have a great relationship already. It'd be great if that great relationship came to K-State and all played together. Mm-hmm. That's just a thought of mine. And it, that's what's making this so much fun. Because I, I kind of look past them just being Kansas kids. I, I, I pay attention to how they grade out. And the way things stand right now, it doesn't feel like a big difference from past recruiting classes other than there's more Kansas kids than usual. And top 10 Kansas kids, there's more than usual. Now, I said it before, I said it last week, that before Dylan Edwards, K-State has had three top Uh, there's been three top three Kansas kids come to K-State in the last 16 classes. Mm -hmm. Very little. And K-State, I mean, John Randall, it's just hard to tell where he's at right now. Avery Johnson, who's committing on July 5th, you feel very, very strong that he's going to be a Wildcat. I mean, you got to feel like he's feeling the love. Avery Johnson, that's got to be a huge part of it. Not just his relationship with Colin Klein, but his buddy Dylan Edwards, who goes to a rival school, has been talking to him for months. They've been hinting for months that they're going to be coming to K-State. And everybody's also seeing how much love Dylan Edwards got from his commitment. The, the mm-hmm. in-state kid, all that love he's getting. Not just one, hopefully top three will be coming to K-State. Hopefully it's going to be two more. Coming to K-State, that would be a first time ever type of situation. Bring it Thank you, Troy. All right, when we come back... um, He's not the best color man in the league for nothing. Sounds like uh, Mahomes is having another kid, I guess. Yes. That's a thing? You did not know that? I I, I guess we're... Is there a boy coming? Is there... I don't know. But it seemed like a lackluster performance on their end to determine that. Um, I don't know. I guess we can get into that when we come back. It's the game with Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Big Steve. He's running the show today. He'll be in charge of some Ask Us Anything to wrap up the show. 
If you miss any of the show, find our podcast page via SoundCloud. Search for The Game KMAN. That's where you can also search for us when it comes to uh, our podcast, not only on SoundCloud, but search for The Game KMAN on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, wherever you hear your podcast. Keep up with the cats. Keep up with what's going on locally in the sports world. Also, this, Vinny Pasquantino, earlier today, big-time Royals prospect at first base. He had been crushing the ball in AAA Omaha, has been called up today, but he is not in the lineup. Doesn't make me happy to hear that news. Hunter Dozier will be playing at first base. He could DH. uh, MJ Melendez is going to be the DH. He could be the catcher. Cam Gallagher, who's catching, could just sit his butt down on the bench. But no. No Vinny Pasquantino. Maybe he'll make an appearance tonight. Who knows? But for now, he is on the bench. I was really looking forward to maybe seeing Vinny Pasquantino, who was in Kansas City, taking BP, maybe play tonight. But I guess not. Matheny still has to get his veterans in there for crying out loud. Ah. <laughs> uh. I laughed because, well, it's true. Melendez is young. He's got good knees. Let him. I know. Let him pitch. Or let him pitch. Let him let catch. Him. <laughs> yeah. Plus, if I'm, if I'm Chris Bubik, I want to put Melendez out there, not Cam Gallagher. Don't argue that point. What else can I complain about here? Oh, yeah. Chris Bubik, he stinks. Although he was actually decent his last outing, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, it was like by far his best outing. Yeah. 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 So, we'll see. Royals, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with them? Caledridge is still the pitching coach. Hmm. But uh, Royals uh, Royals baseball tonight, 7-10 for the first pitch. Pre-game 6-30, Chris Bubik will pitch for the Royals. The lefty will be against the Texas Rangers, who are in town for three games starting tonight. Boy, you want to talk about lackluster... Okay, so I, I just saw the video. I saw a hint of it uh, during the hour break. And so I finished up during this last break to see what the heck was going on with the Mahomes family. They have a kid. They're going to have another one. A family. How about that? Um, they did the whole gimmick where they reveal the gender at a party and they do it in a fun way. First of all, here, here's, here, here's the deal about gender reveal parties. I'm fine with them. Whatever. That's cool. If you're going to reveal the gender, let's try to be doing this in an entertaining way. You're asking all of these people to come over for this reveal. Mm -hmm. And if all you're going to do is pull a string and a bunch of, uh, oh, like, Strings come out or whatever. I don't streamers. know. Streamers. Yeah, there you go. And it's blue or pink. If that's all you're going to do for me, thanks for the sandwich. I'm probably going to go. It's somehow become the added party on top of already having a baby shower. The Mahomes family, what they decided to do is take some squirt guns and shoot it at a wall. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the best we can do, guys. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if I was invited to the Mahomes house for a gender reveal party, you know I'm going to be there. 
I mean, I hang out with Patrick Mahomes. It seemed like a pretty fun time. Uh, he likes his Coors Light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be some beer there. You know, that does help with the festivities. Sure. But my thought was, you know, I, I've seen some pretty cool ones out there. If I were to do it myself, put on a gender reveal party, the way I would want to be done, I'm stealing an idea from somebody else, and that is a wrestling match. Oh, boy. And, of course, you know. Well, wait a minute. The wrestling match is how they got into this in the first place. Boy. <laughs> and you get on me for the dad jokes. I don't know if that's necessarily a dad joke, but it's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> that was okay. It was okay. Thank you. Thank you. It was okay. But, no, I mean, everybody knows I'm a big, I'm a wrestling fan, and the matches are predetermined. Well, the predetermination is the gender. Sure. You have one person in pink, one person in blue, and they have a wrestling match. Let them work it out. Let them work out the finish, how it's all going to go down. But we just know the winner of the match, the one, two, three, and you find out the Now, that is fun. I saw one over the weekend where two guys were um, like they're having a a race across the swimming pool. So they're swimming across the pool, racing. One was tackling the other, then the other one would get tackled. There's a little drama in there. All right, keep me guessing. Have a back and forth, what I call a seesaw event, to keep me interested in the situation, in the reveal. Pull my heartstrings a little bit. Dramatic. Have me happy. Oh, it's a boy. Oh, it's a girl. Oh, we don't know what's it going to be. The squirt gun thing. I'm like, all right. Now I'm buzzed. This reveal took two seconds. He's a Royals owner. He could have just had something take place with the hot dog race. Could have done it at Kauffman Stadium. It would have been better than losing to the A's. Ketchup is the boy. Relish the girl. I don't know. Here's the deal. If they would have done it at Kaufman, they would have got oh. so much heat. Of course. Because people don't like Brittany because mm-hmm. they think she's annoying or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, oh, Brittany, she wanted all the attention. So I had to do it at Kaufman. It would have been so ridiculous with the oh sure with the response to it. Okay, so have the hot dogs come by the house and do the race around the yard. Oh, that remind. Okay, so that brings up another thing I wanted to bring up. Speaking of that, so I, the way I pictured it is like having a bunch of ketchup and mustard and relish uh, gimmicks running down the road. <laughs> so did you see? So West Virginia just revealed a new uniform, and it's it's really cool. It's a good uniform, but the reveal. They, so they are filming the reveal. And they, it was taking place, like they were filming it on like a two-lane road. So it's, you know, one right lane or West one, one eastbound, west, one westbound yep. mm-hmm. lane. On a country road, got it. On a country road. Mm-hmm. And it's a well, you know, forested area. And whenever a car would come by, somebody would yell car. And what they do right away is cover the player that's in the new uniform in, in towels and blankets. I thought that was a little much. Yeah, that's a tad out there. First of all, if anybody would care, first of all, that person has to be a sports fan. Know what's going on. You're going by fast enough. I'm sure you'll just see some goofball, what it would appear to be, in a uniform. 
you're probably going fast enough. You're not going to notice like it's a brand new uniform. You got to pull over and start taking pictures. Is that what you're going to do? It made no sense to me. I think when K-State's done stuff like that, it's been in a public place like when they film it. Middle of Aggieville mm-hmm. with the all-white. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. All right, when we come back, number one song of the day. Don't go anywhere. I'm coming home, I've done my time Now I've got to know what is and isn't mine From 1973, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree by Don featuring Tony Orlando. Four weeks at number one. All right, you get it. Pop group from New York City. Tony Orlando was from Hell's Kitchen, NYC, which is right next to Times Square. So back in the day, Tony Orlando, he recorded a record called Candida. And he had some backup singers. Well, Orlando wanted to sing under the condition that his name not be associated with the project. So when it was released, it was just simply the name of Dawn, which is the middle name of the daughter of Bell Records executive Steve Wax. How about that name? Steve Wax. Perfect for records. But then it would later be uh, just performing other Tony, uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn or Dawn featuring Tony Orlando. They got so big after this song that... The Tony Orlando and Don Show on CBS became a thing for two years, from 74 to 76. And then they broke up in 78, but they've performed together ever since many other times. But Tony Orlando also just started performing by himself, which his career has spanned over 60 years. In 93... He even opened the Tony Orlando Yellow Ribbon Music Theater in Branson, Missouri, which he stopped performing there in 2013 since he started mostly doing headline shows in Las Vegas. But nine studio albums, 14 top 40 hits, second of three for his number one hits. What you typing away over, doing over there? Filling out some configurations on a little toy. Something I'm working on project and listening so the song is based on this story called going home from the january 1972 edition of the magazine reader's digest in the story six kids riding a bus from new york to fort lauderdale strike up a conversation with a man who tells them he was just released from prison after four years in jail he told his wife that he could start a new life without him. And for the last three and a half years of his time in incarceration, he didn't hear from her. 
in his last letter to her, he gave her instructions. The story reads, We used to live in this town, Brunswick, or Brunswick rather, just before Jacksonville. And there is a big oak tree just as you come into town, a very famous tree, huge. I told her that if she'd take me back, she should put a yellow handkerchief on the tree and I'd get off and come home. If she didn't do it, no handkerchief, I'd just go on through and make my own life. Well, there is a happy ending to the story. There was many yellow handkerchiefs on the tree. Now, there is a historic oak tree in Brunswick, as told in the story, but it's nowhere near Fort Lauderdale. It's in Georgia. Now, a song of the same name was used in the 1949 John Wayne movie, She Wore a Yellow Ribbon, which is what is believed where the songwriters got the idea for the ribbon instead of a handkerchief. It, does, it just doesn't work the same, right? Right. Uh, many associate this song with soldiers returning home from the Vietnam War because yellow ribbons began appearing on trees to welcome them home. This song won the favorite pop and rock single at the first annual American Music Awards in 1974. In 2008, Billboard ranked the song as its 37th biggest song of all time in its issue celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Hot 100. For the 60th anniversary in 2018, the song still ranked in the top 50 at number 46. Hmm. Alright, maybe we can get Troy's attention with some Ask Us, Thinnest, Ask Us Anything. Oh, I'm just I'm surprised at that number. I would have thought that it was would be one that kind of gets wiped out of the list as you get deeper. Given now I mean, let's be perfectly honest. It's one of those you'll never hear other than the occasional throw in like this. I could have sworn this song was from Barney when I was ha! a kid. I felt like I saw it on some show, or heard it on some show like that, or maybe some kid's show kids movie. Nice. But I also haven't heard it since I was a kid. Right. I would have never guessed it was a number one song. The 70s were a weird time, man. I could see this just being a kid song. It's a weird song. It's yeah, a weird yeah. song. It doesn't... It's hard to explain. It doesn't feel like a song an adult listens to more than a few times. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I'm trying to think of a better way of explaining that. It just seems a bit childish. And, and But yet, the story doesn't. And yet he built an entire theater in Branson to play it every night. Well, he had more than one song. True. Knock three but, times. Yeah. But. For being way too loud. I'm just pointing out that. <laughs> Ask us you, anything. Big Steve is hosting. That's next. Big Steve has the honors to uh, lead us through some Ask Us Anything. Well, no uh, 
no time to waste, I guess. So here's your first one for today. What would you do if you found a dead body in a hotel room? <laughs> um, kick it and uh, see if I get any reaction. Hey, buddy. Um, oh, so verify if they're actually deceased, okay? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, you, you, with the old kick test, you know? Yeah. Like if you kick the them, there's no, stick too, uh, yeah. if there's no, uh, and you just kick it a stiff bod. I mean, that's a pretty good way to tell you something's wrong if you don't get any reaction out of a good kick. Okay. Makes sense, right? It does. Yeah. Could be an EMT. There's a method yeah. to the madness there. Yep. Bail after you kicked and found out that it's a dead body. Well, see, that's another thing. Like, you walk into a hotel. First of all, if it's a hotel room I'm walking into, I probably know the person that's laying there, right? I mean, there is some logic to that. So, I, I'm not too worried about a crime scene. I, I, I just, yeah, I just happen to have mindset of a hotel I stayed in once. So, yeah. Did you walk upon a dead body? No, but boy, you sure felt you could walk into a room and find one. Yes. Man, when did this turn into the secrets of Mr. Coverdale show? <sighs> Let's just say that that was a, a trip in which most of the uh, indoor football team spent its time at the casino. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. That makes sense. Hoping to get a free room? <laughs> Not necessarily that, but just start trying to avoid having to go back to the really crappy hotel. All right. Well, speaking of walking in... It looked like in... it was out of freaking <laughs> the 50s. It looked like a Hitchcock <laughs> flick. Well, <laughs> well, speaking of walking into rooms, uh, what music would you choose to play every time you walk into a room? Like as a theme song? Sure. Or just a song in general. And it has to be any room. Whether or not that's just, you know, the 2 a.m. Got to use the bathroom real quick. How about any time uh, you go into a room? When that I song walk has into a room, some P.I.M.P. by uh, 50 Cent okay. starts playing. That would have been my answer when I was like 15 years old. <laughs> Toby Keith, How You Like Me Now. Or it could go with How You Like Me Now as well from Cool Modi. Okay. All right. Big Steve, you have one? I do. For me, it is a song that I cannot, unfortunately, say the title of on air. It contains an expletive. But uh, it's by a parody band called Psycho Stick on YouTube. All right. I have no idea. Actually, maybe no, no, actually, no. The actual name of the song is NSFW. That's right. No, it doesn't contain one. But which, the whole which, song is nothing but expletives. Which is appropriate then. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a... I like that kind of parody music. All right, last one for today. What is your most hated mode of transportation? I didn't know there was kinds of parody music. What'd you, what was your question? Hated mode of transportation. Most hated mode of transportation. I don't know. It depends where I'm at. Most yeah, hated that's tricky. mode of transportation. I, I, I might have to go with, say, one of the scooters. A unicycle? Okay. Yeah, I I was going. To, I was thinking scooters. Scooters. Like I like the um, more like the, more the, so just because you have to watch your ass out for them. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind a scooter. Well, I tell you what. Hey, students that like to bike around campus and around Aggieville, going down the wrong way of a one-way street. Yeah. And that is where I get a little heated. Stop sign. What stop sign? <laughs> Think they play by their own rules. They yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, that could get bad. Welcome to the biker world. 
All right, we got to bounce. That's a Monday edition of the game. We're back for a full two hours tomorrow for Big Steve, Troy, Amitch. We're out. Go Cats.